Welcome to the Gospel for Life. We have four Treasure Valley pastors committed to showing that the gospel is not just for that religious part of your life, but rather it's for all of life. You never graduate from the gospel. I'm Josh Bales, pastor of the Well Church, here with Russell Herman, pastor at Cloverdale United Reformed Church, Phil Moran, pastor at Christ Presbyterian Church, and Jonathan Van Hoogen, pastor at Spring United Reformed Church. Now, if you'd like to find out more about us or catch past broadcasts or get information about our annual conference, you can find us at ReformationVoice.com. How are we as the church supposed to respond in light of the current coronavirus pandemic? The reformer Martin Luther faced many crises in his day. How did he respond? In the darkest times, he used to say, come, let us sing the 46th Psalm and let them do their worst. And he continued by saying this, we sing this Psalm to the praise of God because God is with us and powerfully and miraculously preserves and defends his church and his word against all fanatical spirits, against the gates of hell, against the implacable hatred of the devil, against all the assaults of the world, the flesh, and sin. Now, of course, it was Psalm 46 where Martin Luther penned his famous song, A Mighty Fortress is Our God. And it was from this psalm that he was able to play the man in his own day and stand up in the midst of chaos and crisis. So brothers, can we start by simply just reading Psalm 46 together? Would one of you guys like to read that? Sure. I've got uh, the uh, ESV, English Standard Version, in front of me. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth gives way. Though the mountains be moved into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam, though the mountains tremble at its swelling. When do you guys take it from there? Oh, are we reading more than verse 3? Yeah, we're going to read the whole thing. Okay. There's a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy habitation of the Most High. God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. God will help her when morning dawns. The nations rage, the kingdoms totter, he utters his voice, the earth melts. The Lord of hosts is with us, the God of Jacob is our fortress. Come, behold the works of the Lord, how he has brought desolations on the earth. He makes wars cease to the end of the earth. He breaks the bow and shatters the spear. He burns the chariots with fire. Be still. And know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Now we're just going to be looking at verses, you know, one through three today and the next couple of days. Brothers, someone once said that this is the worst case scenario psalm. And in fact, Calvin said that this was the psalm when the whole world is tucked turned upside down. So where do they get these ideas as they're looking at this particular psalm? Well, uh, first of all, um, the, the, first, the first line of the psalm, it's important that the first line of the psalm is not focusing on catastrophe, but on God. God is our refuge and strength. And then it gets to the catastrophe. 
uh, so the structure of the psalm really matters. Um, but, and it's interesting, like even if you just take your own kids, when they're scared, where the where do they seek comfort? They seek comfort in something that they deem to be um, strong enough to handle whatever fear that they have. And so the psalmist is is really beginning it with the idea of since it's God that is our refuge and strength. Hmm. Though the worst can happen, and that's really where your question is: is what, why, why are we say? Why does Calvin say that the whole world is being turned upside down? But I, I think Phil is right. I mean, the fact that it starts with God shows that the psalmist is saying, "I can't find strength, comfort, help in myself. I have to look outside of myself, and the only place I can truly find it is is in God." Mm-hmm. Yeah, isn't it fascinating how how relevant the scripture is? <laughs> I mean, the the news is changing, uh, not just on a daily basis, but on an hourly basis. Right. Your news feed is is coming up with the latest statistics on the coronavirus, uh, the latest death count, the latest you know infection count, and um, here we have this book that's uh, at least the psalm here is is probably around three thousand years old, and it's speaking to this moment right now. Mm-hmm. And it's and it's speaking to what what have what do you do where do you look where do we turn um, when the earth gives way underneath us and that's such a powerful image and as you were saying just a moment ago uh, this is a worst case scenario psalm uh, therefore we will not fear though the earth gives way think about these images that the earth giving way underneath you though the mountains be moved into the heart of the sea just imagine. That's beyond catastrophe. Uh, well, think about it. I mean, what's the most fixed thing in in the world? Yeah. Yes. It's a mountain. Yeah. I, I mean, mean, it's. I mean, if you ever have driven, you know, in the glaciers or or gone through the Tetons, these are massive things that you 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 approach them and go, wow, that that that's a landmark that you can see from miles and miles away. And the psalmist is saying, take the most fixed thing that you know. Yeah. And throw it into, in the minds of of the the Hebrews, the most um, negative thing. Yeah. The sea the was sea. was yes. a a picture of chaos for them. Yeah. So the most fixed thing gets thrown in the most chaotic thing, if you will. Yeah. Right. Well, and the the four times that it uses the word though, uh, though the earth gives way, though the mountains be moved, though its waters roar, though the mountains tremble. That word though always connects two contrary or counterintuitive ideas. So like when Job says, though he slay me, yet will I trust him. So it connects ideas that shouldn't go together. I mean, if you think about it, brothers, if you see the earth giving way and the mountains being cast into the sea, the normal and natural and appropriate response is to fear. The mountains are fearing. That's what it says in verse three. The mountains themselves are trembling. Why wouldn't we tremble? And that's the whole key of this psalm. As you said, Phil, it opens up with God. The reason why I won't fear is because God is our refuge and strength. The and- <clears throat> life, life will always bring this kind of experience. And the, the, the psalmist is, is using this image of, of the world quite literally falling apart. And life will always bring these experiences. We're going through one right now as, as a culture with the COVID-19 epidemic and all the concern around it. Um, but life will always bring this kind of experience. 
uh, if you go to the doctor and the doctor says you have cancer, your world feels like it's falling apart. Yeah. Uh, when a loved one dies, uh, when there's a major, any, any kind of major crisis in, in your life, uh, the philosopher Paul Ricoeur called them uh, limit experiences, experiences that take us beyond the limit of normal, and we're not prepared for it. We're never prepared for it emo- emotionally. And uh, so it, it catches us by surprise and takes us, uh, takes us out of our ordinary beyond the limit, beyond the limit of normal. And uh, that causes, that tends to trigger fear in us because it's unfamiliar. And so fear is a very natural human response. But the psalmist is telling us, God is our refuge and strength. When, when we go beyond the limit, God is there. There is no limit on God. There is no, there is no place where he is not present. If I remember the Psalm 139, if I make my bed in Sheol, you're there mm-hmm. and your hand will guide me. And I, I really think that this Psalm is saying that we all have our, our mountains in our life that in, in essence where we put our trust, hmm. that we get security from. Mm-hmm. Um, and I actually think COVID-19 has revealed some of our misplaced trust. Um, one of the fundamental sins of the human heart is self-sufficiency. And we believe that as humans that basically we're smart enough to take care of ourselves. Mm-hmm. And we can outthink any issue, any crisis, any development. Um, and I think COVID-19 is, 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 is another way of God saying, really, really think you're okay on your own. And I see mountains being uprooted and tossed into the sea, mountains of our, our, our trust in science, our belief in, in medicine, our belief in our own economics and our own hmm. ability to, I mean, look at the craziness around us as people go and try to stockpile enough stuff for, for 17,000 months, um, honestly. Um, why? Why do people do that? Because that's where their refuge is. That's where the refuge yes. is. That's their mountain. Right. Yeah. Um, that's where their security is found. Yeah. I mean, I, I think Phil is absolutely right. It's so important that this psalm starts with, no, it's God. God is your refuge. Um, and we have a society today that is absolutely running wild with yeah. seeking refuge in all of the wrong places. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think um, so. Theologically, you, you guys know this. So mountains. Um, I mean, obviously, the, the psalmist is getting very poetic, but mountains in scripture also represent other things. Like Jerusalem was called the holy mountain. Um, right. At one point, Babylon was called the uh, destroying mountain. In in the book of Revelation, the nations are op- often represented as mountains. And so the idea here, it's not just nature that's coming apart, but the the most stable things in the world, namely the nations themselves, are crumbling. And that's why this, again, this psalm is so relevant today. What do you see today? You you actually do see uh, the nations crumbling to a sense, and that's why it, it couldn't be more relevant. I, I would just suggest to our listeners, um, brothers, sisters, if, if you're a Christian, if you know Jesus Christ, if you're scared, this is the psalm to meditate on, 
to memorize, to come back to as you as, as your heart sinks every time you look at your news feed. I mean, in this psalm, three times you see the word selah. Um, and, and at the very least, that means pause and, and let this sink in. And, and oftentimes I think as Christians, we read things so quickly or we, we let just, we, we've been trained to speed read things because we're reading on a screen all the time. You can't read the scripture like that. And if you do, especially with here in Psalm 46, you will not get out of it what you need for this crisis. And those markers, the, the, the silas of the, of the text are, if nothing else, they provide a division of the text. They give you the structure of, of what's going on. The psalmist is laying out an, an argument. Um, he's really starting with this idea of confidence. Where's my confidence? Not in spite of negative things going on, but in the face of those negative things. I still have confidence in God. Though my world is being turned on its head, I still have confidence. Then the, the psalmist in the next little section is, is, is really going to protection, that, that God's people are safe under God's care. Yeah. And then it ends with this sense of, of deliverance. It's God that's going to act. Yeah. Um, it's us that are going to, to, to behold um, God's work for God's for his people. Um, so I think just the flow of, of the psalm is so important to note. Beginning with God, really <laughs> ending with God and having God in, in the middle. I mean, it, yeah. it's a psalm about God's care of, of, of his people. Yeah. Wonderful promise in verse one that God is a very present help in trouble. He's present. He's pre, he's, he's, he's present in this, uh, Part of our fear is that we'll be alone. And those who trust in the Lord are never alone. He's faithful. Amen. Well, you've been listening to the Gospel for Life. We're going to continue to look at Psalm 46 the next few episodes in order to hopefully encourage the church, encourage you so that you can also be an encouragement to your brothers and sisters in Christ and a light to your neighbors. So we hope that you continue to tune in. We'll see you next time. 